this is Misty, and this is Lattes and Legends. Good afternoon. It's Wednesday, so why not make a podcast? That's right. It is so nice and warm outside. Just doing a ton of work outside and needed to take a little bit of a break because it's pretty muddy where I am. So I decided to let the shoes dry off for a bit and record a podcast. So here I am. Welcome back. Thanks to everybody that's been listening, all the new listeners, subscribers, likes, follows, reviews, all that good stuff. Um, thanks to everybody that started following the podcast on Facebook and Instagram and all the social networking things. It's been great. I love hearing feedback, good or bad. I prefer the good. I prefer that if you have bad to keep it in your brain and stop listening. Is that passive aggressive? I don't know. I don't care. Um, yeah. So it is fake spring in Colorado. So it's like 50-something today, and then I believe this week we're supposed to get snow. Maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day. I don't know. But that's how it goes here. Happy fake spring, everybody. If you're on the East Coast, you're probably getting real spring. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about some of the shows and podcasts I've been listening to lately and movies and such. If you want to watch the Netflix Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, I suggest you watch it only if you need a good laugh because I thought it was terrible. It was predictable and uh, yeah, I feel like they butchered it, but that's just my opinion. I, I was really let down, so there's that. Fun, huh? <laughs> I... Speaking of horrible things, I've been watching horrible shows on Netflix. Uh, Love is Blind, Too Hot to Handle, The Worst of the Worst. So if that's your speed, that's cool too. You should watch it. <laughs> I started watching a Skinwalker Ranch docuseries on Hulu. That's been interesting. I haven't gotten too far. I think I'm on the second episode. It's really interesting. So if that's kind of in your wheelhouse, you should check that out too. I feel like I might cover that at some point, Skinwalker Ranch, because it is fascinating to me. But it seems like that would be a lot to cover, so that might be like a series on Skinwalker Ranch. We'll have to figure that out. Uh, podcast. What podcast am I listening to right now? Let's Not Meet was one I was just listening to in the forest, which, you know, isn't really advised, but it's in the middle of the day, so it's it's okay. And I listened to, what else did I listen to? Odd Trails. It's by the same people that do Let's Not Meet. Um, those podcasts are awesome. And if you have a podcast that you like, I'm really looking for a comedy podcast. Stupid humor. I feel like that's why I like My Favorite Murderer. That's why I like Dumb Love, because it's these women are so intelligent, but it's funny when they make a stupid joke and it's, I want them to be my friends. So I like the stupid humor. Uh, what shows am I watching out? What else? 
Oh, the Tommy Lee and Pamela thing. I've been digging on that. Ooh, I need to watch it today. And I just discovered that Hulu has all the will and grace. So, yeah, went down that rabbit hole too. Yeah. So that's pretty much what's going on in my life right now. Just watching some shows. All that. I've been working a ton, which is why it took me a minute to get the podcast out. So, yeah, here I am. And today... We're going to talk about something super cool, and it may it may take a while. It may not. We shall see. There's a lot of information on it. I'm going to talk about Mary King's clothes. Okay, so before I dive too much into that, I wanted to first say thanks to my Arizona listeners, my California listeners, my Colorado listeners, Washington, and Ohio. Arizona, you guys are coming in hot. Um, I don't know who's listening there, but I love you. You're amazing. And you're in Phoenix, according to my calculations. So thanks. I really appreciate it. Uh, Durango, you're coming in hot too. So thank you as well. Who's listening to me in Durango? Georgia, step it up. Oh, I see you, Christy, Donovan, and Douglasville. I see you, Atlanta. Yeah, thanks, you guys. You're amazing. Anyway, let's talk about Mary King's clothes, shall we? So, information for this podcast is from the book of The Bazaar by Varla Ventura, which I can't praise this book enough. I've gotten so many ideas out of it, and I don't think I'll ever run out, which is great. (laughs) Um, Also, Wikipedia. Also, realmarykingsclothes.com, atlasobscura.com. Don't get me started on how great Atlas Obscura is. You guys have heard me talk about it before. Theculturetrip.com, introducingedinburgh.com, wonderingcrystal.com. She's fun. Um, Scotsman.com and edinburghlive.co.uk. So we're going to talk about Edinburgh. So life in the 17th century is where we're going. Mary Mary King's Close in Edinburgh was less than sanitary. The people that lived nearby were crammed into these different apartments and really narrow streets and alleys, and they were packed into these apartments that were like, they were at least seven stories high. So there wasn't proper sewage in this area so the tenants would dump their waste into the streets and guess what there were rats everywhere that carried fleas everywhere oh is this what started the plague yeah 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 yeah, yeah. the black death Mm -hmm. and this spelled a huge disaster for the residents of mary king's close so let's talk about what a close is I didn't know until I started researching for this podcast. So a close is the Scottish term for ancient alleyways, and they form a labyrinth of frightfully narrow streets punctuating Edinburgh's High Street and Royal Mile. The close in question is compromised of a cluster of underground passageways named after Mary King, who was an affluent merchant burgess and widow. Hmm. So she lived in the buildings in around 1635. Okay, so there were numerous people that lived in these buildings. 
And basically, this area is what a lot of people think is one of the first skyscrapers in the world. So rich people lived here, poor people lived here, middle class, you name it. There was all types of social classes that lived here. So we were talking about the Black Death, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So in Scotland, especially in this area, there were very unsanitary living conditions. And Edinburgh was overrun with these rats that were carrying fleas that were carrying the bubonic plague. It hit them the worst in 1645. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So the plague, as if you don't all know already, was the cause of countless deaths in humans. And the symptoms included swollen glands, boils on the groin area and the underarm area. Ugh. Ugh. And this which this website described as, quote, severe bouts of intestine rupturing vomiting, end quote. Ew. Ew. Gross. Let that roll around in your head for a minute. Yeah. So there was one doctor during that time who was a plague doctor, and he was Edinburgh's original and official plague doctor. Dr. George Ray. He started to respond to many of the victims in the area and he was clothed in, oh yeah, you guessed it, the plague doctor attire. So he wore a thick leather cloak that prevented the fleas from biting him and this ghastly bird-like mask. And the mask was stuffed with sweet smelling herbs so he wouldn't have to smell anything around him. Uh-huh. So the leather cloak, which everyone was like, this is so silly, you're going to get bit, it actually worked. So he, he survived the entire plague outbreak. So when he would go out to save plague victims, oh, are you ready? I'm just going to go ahead and warn you, this is pretty gross. So if you don't want to hear it, go ahead and just stop. If you do, keep listening. So to save play victims, he would slice off the top of the victim's sword, the victim's sores, and he would jam a red hot poker into the wound to cauterize it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this part of the technique saved some lives. Um, And what he would do when he would go in and help these plague victims, he would hang white rags outside of the houses as an indicator that they needed supplies, like food or coal, and people would bring it to their doorsteps. So he was just there to help them and alert others that, hey, you know, they are sick, but they still need some stuff. So at the time, the city council in Edinburgh had promised him a lot of money. They told him that he was risking his life and wasting a lot of his time by helping. And so, of course, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make lots of money. So there's stories that Dr. Ray did this just for money. And that makes a lot of people feel kind of icky is the word I'm going to use because I know my nephew's listening. 
but it made him feel kind of, it made other people feel kind of horrible. Because this man says he's trying to help, but little did they know, he was promised a lot of money. Yeah. So he worked with people for something like a decade. And um, the Edinburgh City Council told him that they would pay him 1,200 pounds per year. So I don't know what that is now in money, but I bet it's a pretty penny, I'm sure. So it looks like that would have been, I don't know, I've gotten a few answers as I Googled this, but it looks like it'd be anywhere from 24000 to 34000 in a year, which isn't a lot of money at all for a doctor risking their life during the plague. Yeah, isn't that, mm, yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, do-do-do. So, time went on. And life in Mary King's Close just went on and on. And around 1750, um, Mary King's Close was one of the others to basically shut down because it was in a state of decay. There was overcrowding. And a lot of stuff was happening in politics that wasn't cool. So, yeah. The people of Edinburgh proposed a safe, ha- safe haven where merchants and traders could move away from the street and portions of that area of Mary King's Close were destroyed. There were some that wanted to adapt and change parts of the building and so those became part of the Royal Exchange that was built in 1753. The other end of Mary King's Close was demolished in 1853 and that led the way for Cockburn Street to be built. Hmm. Yes. Okay. So the last person to live at Mary King's Close left in 1902. And that's when the Royal Exchange was built on top of it. And then the Close had been forgotten. Yeah. So guess what? It got rediscovered. There were some workmen digging on the street above um, the close, and they actually punched down into the winding streets. And the closes were then used as bomb shelters during WW2. That is correct. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, beginning in the, let's see, 1990s, Mary's King's Close was a very popular place for tourists to go. There are guided tours by historical reenactors, and there's also a lot of ghost stories with all the people that died there from the plague and other other illnesses or what have you. There's the macabre history, and like I said, a lot of ghost stories. So one of the most famous ghost stories to live here is that of a 10 year old girl named Annie who supposedly died of the plague. So people that have toured the area say that the temperature will change in different places. Like it'll go from moderate to cold or cold to super hot. And there's always a strange presence in the room when she's there. Hmm. 
a lot of people have left toys and dolls and candy for her where they have felt her presence. Dun, dun, dun. So this story about Annie um, came to light when a Japanese psychic decided that she wanted to take her film crew and film her tour. So her name is, where is she? Aiko Gibo. And she took the film crew in 1992 to find the ghosts of Mary King's Close. So she spotted the young girl, Annie, and that's when she learned that she had died from the plague. She had been abandoned by her family and was looking for her lost doll, according to Aiko. Aiko felt really sad for her, and then she went into town and got her a Barbie doll and put a tartan on it. And now that Barbie doll is in the room that's part of the area where Annie has been seen and felt. So, right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people have brought gifts to Annie, but there are a lot of visitors that say, don't bring a gift, don't bring just trash to this ghost. How about instead you give a donation to the Royal Hospital for the Sick Children in Edinburgh? So it's up to the tourists, up to you if you go there to see Annie, what you want to bring. But, you know, she's a ghost. I don't know if ghosts play with dolls. Next time I see one, I'll ask. <laughs> but yeah, do you. So there's been a lot of research done about Annie and there isn't a lot of references to her in Mary King's clothes. A lot of people think she doesn't exist and this ghost is a figment of their imaginations. You know, you guys know I believe in ghosts. Firm believer because yes, I've seen some. Uh, if you don't, I get it. That's fine. But the history of this child is it could be the unnamed daughter of a, a woman who died at the close named Jean McKenzie. And yeah, that's about all we know about that. Doo, doo, doo. So when Iko left Annie, the first doll, that's when a lot of people from all over the world started bringing her dolls and toys and whatnot. And it has turned into this crazy phenomenon. Yeah. Um, the Mary King's close website so that they have had people from New York bring stuff. They've had fire departments from Virginia bring stuff. Like people all over the world bring stuff for this ghost child. So like I said, it's up to you if you decide that you would like to bring something for the ghost child. All your opinion. Yeah. So one more ghost that has said to be seen and felt there is the ghost of a well-respected lawyer named Thomas Colehart. Um, his family refused to leave their place when they were living in Mary King's Close. And it was reported that they were driven mad mm -hmm, by A, Annie, the phantom of this child, B, a ghost of a gruesome-looking dog that would curl up at their feet, on their chairs, you name it. And there was also um, 
they were also driven, tried to, driven out, I guess, yeah. They were driven out by disembodied limbs. So him and his family would see arms floating around. They would see legs floating around. They would see a random head floating around. And that is when they were like, we should probably get the heck out of Dodge because, um, yeah, this isn't cool at all. I mean, what would you do? Would you want to see a floating head? Mm-mm, I don't think so. <laughs> but, you know, you never know. Some people, nothing scares them. Yeah. So that is the story of Mary King's Close, which now I see that it is much shorter than I anticipated. And that's fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe I'll do another episode this week. Like I said, it is Wednesday. Maybe I'll do one this weekend since this one is pretty short. And yeah, but I'm really happy that you guys are here and then you are listening. And I hope everyone has a great Wednesday. Make it a wonderful week. And yeah, I'll be talking to you guys later on this week or next week. We shall see. I'm going on a little trip to see some more music. And that's kind of the thing that's been keeping me sane right now. Uh, but you guys know how it is. I'm glad music is back. It's making me very happy. So with that, if anyone has any ideas for stories, please let me know. Find me on Facebook. It is Lattes and Legends Podcast. Instagram is Lattes and Legends. And Twitter is Lattes and Legends Podcast, I think. I don't know. Guys, I never use Twitter. Uh, and the website is Lattes and Legends Podcast. No, lattesandlegends.com. You guessed it. I'm still working on the website. I can't do it. I'm over it. <laughs> So for now, it is still lattesandlegends.com, and I hope you all have a great day, have a good week, and go find something cool. Go find a ghost. Go leave a doll for a ghost. Do something cool, and let me know all about it. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.